Seriously, I'm on D5. Oh, hello there. What's your name? Roll a seduction check. I'm just chatting him up. Nick, Nick, that's starboard. Oh, no, you're right. I thought that... You're right. You're right. I'm an asshole. That'll be in the preview of the episode. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. You and I are going to be real good friends. You know what, Malagorn? We're going to have a lot of fun. Hmm, and you think 450 pounds falling 10 feet would probably crush a person? You know, it just might. You know, I've never been with a tortoise before. Nor will you today. Do you think this extremely obese peasant would fit in this crate? Well, I mean, I think we can make him fit. Are you Are you guys doing lethal damage? Uh, I am doing lethal damage. I'm, I'm doing lethal damage. It is to kill. Malagor doesn't fuck around. We're playing true to our characters. And I'm going to grab Syl, and I'm going to try to put her in the crate. Syl's alive, Syl's alive. Syl's alive. Yeah, I am aware that she is alive. <laughs> Even better. You guys just completed your first full day on the Wormwood and somehow managed to survive. Uh, you managed to also make some friends. Sandara Quinn, the attractive swashbuckler, she was the one who nabbed some of your possessions from the quartermaster store from when you guys were press-ganged onto the ship. Um, the ship's cook, Ambrose Fish Guts Croup, took a quick liking to Malagor, his new assistant. And last but not least, uh, one Tilly Brackett, a rapier-wielding, tattoo-clad pirate that protected Lilith from Conchabal Shultstone's overly polite advances. Um, this is no pleasure cruise, though, and not everyone has taken liking to our adventurers. Some have even has gone as far as to hate and attack them. Uh, we last left off with the crew being cornered on the bottom deck by a handful of these hateful sailors. If you guys don't remember their names, uh, they are Aretta Banston, Jaundice Jape, Slippery Sill, Cogsworth, and Phipps Chumlet. And they all blocked your path to the top deck as the morning work bell rang. The clear warning that anyone who wasn't prompt would have been punished. They didn't fear that whip since they were under orders from the very man who holds it, Master Scourge, and they made that known. Master Scourge had told them that he wanted you guys late. He wanted you guys whipped, and he wanted an excuse to do it. Now, unarmed, and with no intention of anyone dying, the fist fight started, uh, and it was the first fight of the adventure, and it ended very, very quickly. Uh, two fatalities. One, Crimson Cogsword, and uh, Phipps Chumlet. Slippery Sill was stowed in a box, wet and scared. Aretta and Jape retreated to the top deck, scared of suffering the same fate as their comrades. Now, that bell keeps ringing you guys don't have much time you're on the middle deck lilith your hands still tingle a little bit from the execution by electrocution your magic is starting to manifest in powerful ways that you didn't realize were possible stone you made a point to tell i think one or two of the assailants that they started the fight you definitely told sill before that box was closed um bold but i think that's a that was going to be a fruitful choice there Bilgemark, as you made your way up the stairs to the mid-deck, you were immediately noticed by the chain man you saw unconscious on the first day aboard, and he fell to his knees in praise. This might have looked weird to the rest of your companions, but not to you. It's something that you actually were pretty used to in what you might call the best time of your life. He knows you by name, and from a time where you were regarded as a god amongst cannibals. 
And last but not least, Dreadmaster Malagor. You've definitely got your hands full. You've got the body of Phipps Chumlet in your arms, a very, very dead pirate, and you have a very important choice to make. What are you guys doing? My companions have talked me out of my previous course of action. Malagor is going to drag Phipps Chumlet over to the gun board to push him overboard. Now, before that happens, I'm curious, and I'm sure more than just me, what was your original course of action? I was going to brazenly show the rest of the crew the cost of trifling with us. Hmm. Hmm. And in your mind, what do you think would have happened? My companions reminded me of the great pains our captain went to to stress the importance of not killing other crew members. And also, I thought that... Our attackers were in cahoots with Master Scourge, so really the deck was stacked against us, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Before you uh, push him uh, overboard, uh, can I take an action really quick? Uh, I would like to. Uh, what's the best way of saying this? Break off a piece? Did <laughs> <laughs> they break it off a piece of that Phipps? <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and give it to Owlbear. Ooh, yeah. Is there a specific piece that you'd like to break off? Uh, I'll just do, like, uh, just a few fingers, maybe. Oh, Owlbear gratefully takes it, still on his knees, not looking you in the face. He takes it and he starts chewing on the fingers straight to the bone. Finger food. You, you bless me, Bilchmark, once again. And his mouth is just covered in blood, but you know this is nothing new to you, and this is a delicacy to him. Finger food, as Malagor says. There is one problem, as Malagor has Phipps over by the gun port. What is that problem? This fat fuck won't fit. I'll deal with him later. He's too fat to fit through the gun port, so Malagor drags him into the kitchen and closes the door before heading up to the deck. Excellent, excellent. Those doors are unlocked. I will drag his body in there. And are you guys heading straight up to the deck as those bells start to ring? Yeah, I'll, I'll head up. Okay, okay. You guys make it to the top deck. I can't. Oh, no, the stairs aren't working again. Oh, God, I forgot to put that in my notes to fix. Uh, let me drag you. Please can prepare for departure. There you go. Okay. Place yourselves on the deck. Now, everyone is in attendance minus some of the captain or some of the officers and the captain. Um, Master Scourge is smiling and talking to some of the other sailors, but that smile fades and that those gold teeth kind of just vanish as he sees you guys reach the top of the stairs. You could see a tinge of confusion in his expression as he aggressively rings the bell for the last time. You made it just in time. The sea's blessing is on your side this morning. Who are we missing? Who's getting the lashes tonight? He surveys a group on the deck as you guys take your places. You can see Aretta and John Disjape avoiding eye contact with your group as you settle in. He's looking. He's walking up and down the line. One. Two. Three. Three missing. Still? Where's Phipps? Cogsworth. 
His irritation turns to a quiet understanding and then focused rage as he carefully stows away the obvious truth. Well, when they're found, they will be punished. No one misses the bell without a proper lashing. Not a lot of you. Get to work. You guys have escaped a painful keel hauling somehow. I'd like for each of you to roll a 1d6 to determine the day's work. Are uh, Ryan and I rolling the same 1d6 again, or yeah. are we each doing yeah. a different one? Mm-hmm. I would like for one of you to be delegated to roll for the day's tasks. How do you do it again? You did? Uh, I let you do it last time, right, David? I don't remember. You can do it. Okay. Hmm. Good, good, good. I've shuffled these, so just in case you guys were rolling the same numbers, but it seems like you guys have rolled differently. We will start with our rigor. Lilith, you have rolled a one, and that puts you on rope work. Now, what rope work is, it's basically handling the ship's ropes, if you could have guessed. Uh, You've got to coil them, stow them, uh, secure them to cleats, both single and double cleats. I need you to make a dexterity check. Uh, to make sure that you're not really messing this up under the watchful eye of Master Scourge. Or Mr. Plug, rather, up here. Okay. You rolled a 12. Just enough. Look at you. You guys are not really failing this. Uh, these pirate tasks too hard. Well, we're so pirates. You're doing... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you guys are pirates literal yeah, pirates. none of us critically made people that are first time pirates so that's true that's true and it's showing it's showing you're doing well uh you're toiling away without much effort uh putting the more seasoned sailors to shame as you outshine them master plug watches you with a cocky smile and knowing that he will gain the favor of the captain for staffing the boat appropriately you're working alone you're, um, you know, near one of these back riggings over here. Let me place your character appropriately. Oh, I am actually selecting everyone. Let me, there we go. So you're back here working on one of the riggings when um, somebody comes up behind you. He, he's not really working on the rigging. He's pretending to. Looks like he's just getting close enough to talk to you. You won't get away with that. They'll find out what happened and you and your little group will be reef shark food. Jaundice Jate mutters quietly, pretending to work on the rigging adjacent. Lilith looks at him with her eyes wide and just says, I have no idea what you're talking about. You can see him grit his teeth. You know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're lucky that I just don't tell the entire ship. Master Scourge has ordered us into silence, but you'll get what's coming to you, I promise. Tell them, I dare you. And she just winks and goes back to her work. You've made an enemy of the wrong half-orc. And he spits on the floor next to your feet. Not on your foot. And then kind of walks away. Not She just laughs a little bit under her breath. She's not intimidated. You work the rest of the morning undaunted. Probably feel a little more powerful from what had happened not less than an hour ago. Um, A little exhausted, though. A little exhausted still. Exhausted. You're able to watch the sea as it kind of calmly drifts below the ship. And we're going to turn to another task here. Malagor, you rolled a two. Let's see. 
so what does that get our Treadmaster Malagor? Ooh, this is fortuitous. Treadmaster Malagor, you find yourself alone in the kitchen. Let's drag you down here real quick. Oh, nope, that's the captain's bedroom. I don't need you in there. Let's put you in the kitchen. Not today, anyway. Not today, <laughs> not today. Uh, the body of Phipps Chumlet is right there where you left it. Now, Fish Guts is probably sleeping off the rum from the night before, uh, but he should be up relatively soon to help you with today's work, and today's work is cooking. You'll be assisting Fish Guts, assisting in quotations, in prepping today's meal. Roll an intelligence check with advantage since Fish Guts is friendly and taught you a few tricks while you spent time together, helping you to improve your ability. Let's see. What's the roll for? Is it a cooking roll? It is a cooking roll. Mm -hmm. I thought we did nature for... You could. Yeah, survival. Survival, survival. yeah. Okay, well. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 12 and a 22 with advantage, so the 22 stays. You're left alone in there for a little bit. And you've left the door unlocked. Of course, why would you lock it? And soon enough, I'd say maybe about an hour, maybe an hour 30, um, Fish Gut stumbles in, still inebriated. He probably woke up and had a drink. And what he sees is, is not very conventional, at least not in his kitchen. Why don't you tell us what you're cooking for dinner here? The kitchen is shrouded in darkness, save for a sickly green light emanating from the heart of a giant unlit pot. Malagor hovers above it, dripping in sweat as he feverishly stirs his concoction. The corpse of a large creature lies partially dismembered and butchered on the floor, its viscera laid out in a macabre tapestry of madness. Malagor's eyes are wild with mania as he chants, My dearest Phipps, I speak no lie when I say there's fish pie. None of your odds and ends for the closest of my friends. But the rest of this motley crew shall unknowingly eat you. Strip his clothes and chop his toes. Pound his tongue and grind his lung. Flop his cock on the chopping block. Slice it and dice it. Coat it and spice it. Savor a liver sweeter than shiver. Brand me insane, all for the glory of Bane. Uh, Mal Mal Malagor? What's, uh, uh what happened to the lights? Disturbed from his abhorrent ritual, Malagor looks up with a flash of anger until he recognizes Fishguts, and with a warm smile, he raises his hand to beckon Fishguts deeper into his kitchen. To your horror, you realize he wasn't stirring tonight's dinner with a spoon, but with a petrified black hand of Phipps Chumlet bound in Malagor's holy symbol of Bane. Uh, Malagor, uh, this smells delicious, uh, but, uh, is that a, is that a potty? 
I won't miss Phipps. He was hard to stomach while he was alive. You see the fear in uh, Fishgut's eyes. Uh, it's very clear that he's incredibly uncomfortable, but he dare not speak his mind. And he says, oh, okay. Uh, well, you've got dinner covered. Do you uh, need my help or can I just kind of watch in the corner? You can watch. All right, I, uh, I'm going to lock the door. <laughs> I'm going to lock the door. Mum's the word, right? Loose lips sink ships, my friend. And I don't know how to swim, so I'm just going to move on over here. He grabs a mug off the table of stale rum, and he just starts chugging it. He, uh, this, is, this is new for him, new for the kitchen. And you have successfully made tonight's dinner. Um, <laughs> this has real Titus Andronicus vibes. Where that was good. Good job, Aiden. Thank you. Myself <laughs> and Nick worked on it today. <laughs> so that Titus Andronicus is a Shakespeare play where four prisoners, like, uh, get taken prisoner by this dude Titus Andronicus, and then first they... of all, let me stop you there and tell you. How dare you assume that we don't know what Titus Andronicus is? <laughs> I don't know, Nick. Neither do I. We're Neither not well cultured enough. Neither do uh, I. So four four people get taken prisoner by this uh, like terrible Roman general, and in order to get back at him, they rape his daughter and then kill oh his sons God. and bake them into a pie and and oh un, and he unwitting, unwittingly eats it. The fuck. So that's exactly what we're doing. We're Titus Andronica sing the Welcome boat. to uh, Dave, 1D5, Dave. the family podcast. Yeah, There will be fish pie and there will be Phipps pie. Phipps pie, yeah. If you're on Malagor's good side, you're getting the fish pie. Otherwise, it's <laughs> Phipps pie. Yeah. God, it's going to be great. Christ. I can't wait for that reveal. It's going to be like, it's a really fucked up play. So, yeah, this is a really be... fucked up situation. Yeah. Uh, but the, the message is going to be going to be stark and delicious, actually, because Malagor rolled high on his cooking. So uh, meat is a delicacy on a ship. Mm -hmm. Rare. Right. You know, the aroma, I'd like to say, kind of flows through the ship. And though you guys can't see it, the camera kind of turns towards Albert. He is salivating. Something smells absolutely delicious to him. And he's like pulling at his chains. Smells just it's too good. And thankfully, up. once dismembered, it's no problem to fit the other body parts through the gun port in the kitchen. Isn't that lovely? Riggers. Not riggers, rather. Um, swabs. Swabs. It's time to get to work. You guys rolled. Who rolled for you? I did. I rolled the five. Oh, this is going to be fun. You rolled a five. That is rat catching. There's been a rise, a large, sharp rise in baby rats around the ship. Uh, and it's really unclear as to where they're coming from. But they seem to be originating on the bottom deck. And Master Scourge wants them all killed. The more the better, really. Um, and I need each of you to roll stealth checks, survival checks, or dexterity checks. Whichever you'd like to do to help you catch as many rats as you possibly can. And let's Can't go wait. ahead. <laughs> yeah, this should be... This should be your move here. Let me move you guys down the ship. So go ahead and roll those checks for me. 
I rolled a 26. Thankfully, you gave us options. You rolled a 26? Yeah. I rolled an 18 plus 8 stealth. I rolled a 22. Wow, that's fair and balanced. Uh, You guys will never fail. If it was just health, it would have been much worse. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. I'm a cool cat. Yeah, you are a cat. So this is this is definitely yeah, Stone is just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Stone is one hundred percent just like <laughs> loving his life right now. <laughs> oh so let's talk about this. Although they originate on the bottom deck, you guys kind of have free roam of the ship because you have been given the task to eradicate the rats. And I, Master Scourge is like, Well, where would you think there are rats? Get to it, bring me back all the rats you can now you know and that they're on the bottom deck but you could you can make the excuse to kind of explore if you guys want to it's up to you so are we catching them or you're catching these rats you're you're bringing the dead bodies back to master skirts to show that you did some work today um now whether or not you guys just want to do your job and do it well because they are on the bottom deck as everyone would suspect or kind of you know mess around explore some of the ship you guys have kind of lay of the land, you know, with the exception of obviously the captain's quarters. But if you want to, you know, act like you're searching for rats while you peruse through the ship. Who's I'll down on the bottom deck with us? Sandara has been kind of following you guys around for some reason, acting like, you know, okay, well, wherever they go, the ship, the rats will go too. So she's looking around. You guys are on the bottom deck alone at this point, And she's looking around, you know, making sure it's just the, you know, the three of you. And she comes up behind you stone and as you're you know searching with your cat senses and she nudges you and she says you could afford to be a little more clandestine with your disposal and she saunters up a little bit closer scourge found sill locked in a box and he's not believing her story that she fell face first into a box full of water he's been questioning anyone who thinks that or he thinks that might have been a witness and she covers her eyes with one palm Something you've never seen before, but she's covering both of her eyes and she says, I didn't rat you out. Bismara's blessing and all. I'm no snitch. Seems like some sort of symbol that she's telling the truth. I mean, I think that that's the only one she's they're going to find. So it was. What? Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, nothing. I guess the less you know, the better. But just know that. We're we're taking care of all of the right people on board as so long as we can, starting with us. Does am I am I included in your us? Uh, so far. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'd like to stay in that us. Mm. Um, you know, like we were discussing last night. The more friends, the better. And I'd rather be with the the group of pirates who has a little bit of more, you know, notoriety on their side. You know who's not included? It's these rats. And I hold up a big fist with, you know, like a dozen rats in it. Okay, yep, that's gross. Can you, uh, can you, you could take that to Scourge. I don't care about the rats. I just came down here to talk about you guys. And she kind of like, she's really skittish around these rats. You're probably wondering how a turtle even managed to catch these rats. A didn't cross my mind, but now it's that it's a secret, so don't bother asking. Oh, I, I won't. 
I am curious, though. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would really like to know. I just turn around and walk away up the stairs. <laughs> well, um, hey, is there a way we can get some more of our stuff that you happened upon? Shh. You know, Jake's was killed for that, right? Oh, I didn't put that together. Well, uh, I mean, you looked like the smart one, but maybe... Maybe that the, the turtle's a smart one. I, I don't see as many rats in your hand. You're a cat. It's kind of kind of odd. We should probably find out how he did that. Lift but, up first off, first off, I lift up a like handful in my offhand that's oh, like away from her. Didn't see your offhand. Okay. Well that makes sense. I only caught two, but this should suffice. I don't think Scourge is going to be too dissatisfied with this. But if you if you're asking if we can get the rest of your stuff, yes, it's possible. But not during the day unless you want to pay for it, and I'm not assuming you have any gold. Mm. I don't I don't suppose we get a wage per diem. <laughs> no, no, this is this is a pirate ship stone. Um but but be that as it may, even the officers need to sleep and I know Grok, cutthroat as they call her, she does drink quite a bit at rum ration after bloody hour. And sometimes there's a 60% chance on a D100 that she leaves the door unlocked. And if that's the case, we can get in there. But then you have to unlock the chest that the rest of your things are in. It's, uh, it's not the safest journey, as you could see with the keel hauling we saw yesterday, but I'm willing to do that. My attitude well, uh, is helpful. <laughs> I uh, I appreciate your your help, and and maybe we can do. Uh, maybe we can sneak away sometime soon and see if we can get a little more outfitted. Uh, I'm not that type of girl, Stone. But we can absolutely, you know, maybe try to get some of your gear. Yes. Appreciate more gear. Okay. I I miss my sword. What kind of sword was it? It was a. Uh, Long rapier. Mm. I know where your stuff is. If you'd like to come with me, I could. I could show you. Let's go to the top deck. I. Could, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna open the door, but I'll show you where we would There's be like going. Some recon. Y yeah, if you want to call it that, in the middle of the day. Yeah, we could do a little bit of recon. Maybe there's some rats up there. Not likely. Not likely, but we could act like there are rats in order to get the recon, as you'd call it, done. I, I do like a good rat. Okay. I figured because you're a cat. Let's go. And she brings you up the stairs where there's a bunch of pirates kind of, you know, at their day's work. And she... Bilgebrook, I'm assuming you, you presented your rats to Master Scourge proudly? Or what, what are you doing? Uh, not proudly. Definitely okay. not proudly to him. Okay. I kind of just like chuck them at his feet. Okay. All right. We'll resolve that. Now, uh, Sandara brings you to the top of the stairs and she kind of leans against the door and she's, you know, looking around, making it look like she's looking for rats. And she kind of whispers, Stone, this is the door right here. Okay. The lock isn't very complicated, but if it is locked, we'll, we'll need to get through that first. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I'll think of a, a plan. She walks by you and throws her few rats at Master Scourge's feet. Um, 
and then walks away. You're the yeah. one standing there. I'll walk over and do you uh do you need these? No, I don't need them, you fool. Throw them overboard. I want to see that you got your day's work done. So uh can I have some? Have some what? I hold up the, the rats. You they're dead. You you can't have pets on the ship. What what are you talking about? I'm not talking about pets. Oh, God, you're disgusting. I hunted these. He swipes them from your hand and throws them overboard. No pleasures for the wicked. And he's trying to kicks the ones that uh, Bilchmark threw out and from towards the edge of the ship. Um, one of them does get left behind if you want to snatch that before he turns around. But he's taking pleasure in taking away any pleasure that you have from catching those rats. No, I'll just I'll just like shrug very um boisterously shrug and then like spin around and walk away. Okay. Got it. Got Go it, look got for it. more rats. Got it. So you guys uh you finish your day's work successfully, each one of you. And I can't wait to you you know, don't roll so high. There are so many other things that could be happening, but you guys are all just really good pirates. I, I don't think I should be surprised. Um the day goes on without much action other than, you know, the fight earlier this morning. And sure enough, the bloody hour comes and where there should be a lot more people tied amongst the mast, there's a uh, there's only one. Can you guys guess who that is? Is it Sill? It's Slippery Sill and she's being tied to the main mast. And you guys are all on the deck at this point because Bloody Hour is an event that everybody is uh, privy to. Um, and she's Wait, not. Isn't this nighttime, or is that? Uh, this is right before nighttime. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before nighttime, and she's taking the punishment like a true. Like she's not. She's not complaining. She's not. You know, not making a show of it. Let me bring her token in here magically. Um, she doesn't really look at any of you guys, and you could tell that she's making a point to not look you in the eyes. And Master Scourge is trying his best to make this look like, you know, this is the punishment that she deserves when he knows damn well that it was his fault. Slippery Sill, it seems like you were one of the few to not report this morning for the day's work, and you know the punishment. He eyes the whip, and he hesitates for just a second before lashing her right on the back. There's a couple of smiles among the crowd as uh, Syl gets her punishment. She's trying her hardest not to cry out, but you know some of these lashes are cutting a little deep. Um, the lashes that somehow all of you guys avoided. The oh, whipping is over. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Stone, while this all is happening, is standing you know as close as he can to her with just this like big grin on his face, seeing that one she took the fall for us like i like i told her to and two watching uh scourge have to have to basically eat his own words or something mm -hmm. by failing like he obviously knows he failed at doing what he wanted to do and you get the attention of both of them because I mean, she's tied face first towards this mast and so you're looking right at her and scourge is seeing you take pleasure in this um, 
jaundice jape is behind scourge on the um the stern castle there are a few pirates that are looking at you taking enjoyment of this moment they're taking note um what are the rest of you guys doing at, while she's getting whipped can i tell if uh, master scourge is like going easy he is definitely pulling the whip yes yeah he's not he's not hitting as hard as you would expect. Now you haven't seen someone properly whipped during the bloody hour, only keel hauled, but you're no, you know, stranger to pirates punishment. He's going easy on her. Can I look around at the, the rest of the crew, um, the pirates, uh, including some of the ones that we haven't spoken to yet or interacted mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have like clearly, uh, been whipped before like a lot, maybe significantly more than other people? There are a number of these pirates that are kind of looking like, okay, well, this doesn't seem right. You know, uh, there are no, there, the only other officer on the deck right now is Master Plug, and he's too far and on the other side of the main mast. But a lot of these pirates have been whipped before. One of them, Sandara, um, but Sandara knows exactly what had happened. Um, so she's not surprised at the, the lenience that uh, Sil's getting. But if you're looking for somebody who's confused as to why she's getting treatment, there are quite a bit of pirates. There's if this is where you're actually standing, um, the woman yeah. next to you, the short woman next to you, is really leaning into this cannon, trying to get a better look, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. Is she, you know, just not seeing how brutal the lashes are? You know, there's not a lot of blood. How is Sil still conscious? You know, because uh, these lashes hurt. You know, the cat of nine tails really, really cuts deep. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, she's the I'm gonna, I'm going to lean over and say, uh, it seems that Scourge has some favorites on board. This doesn't make sense. This is the first time that I've seen Scourge pull the whip and I'm no fool. Well, hopefully it's uh, going to be the last time. I don't believe we've made our acquaintance. My name is Giffer Tibbs. I am Bilgemark. Bilgemark, Bilgemark, Bilgemark. They say if you say something three times, you can memorize it. And I've memorized you Bilgemark, welcome to the ship. Now, please explain to me why she's getting the treatment that she is currently receiving. Giffer Tibbs. Giffer Tibbs. Giffer Tibbs. I wish I knew. I can only suspect that it is because they have some kind of relationship. This is inappropriate. And I knew that there was something up with that little sill slut. She's sleeping with him, isn't she? Must be. She probably enjoys the lashing. That's why she's still conscious and not bleeding as much as I was when I received the same punishment for something so benign. I didn't catch enough rats, Bilgemark. Mm, we could uh, potentially teach you some things about catching rats. 
She kind of leans away from the cannon, not paying attention to the weak lashing that Sill's receiving. I would enjoy that. I would also enjoy if you rolled a persuasion check. Uh, okay. With advantage for coming at her like that. I like that. That was good. Neither of those are very good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Do you have anything? 12. 12. Tell you what. Next time I'm looking for rats, I will look for you, Bilgemark. See, I remembered your name. And I remembered yours, Gifford Tibbs. Pleasure making your acquaintance. And she turns away from you and kind of studies the way that Sill is still standing. What are the rest of you guys doing? Lilith is just kind of minding her own business, glancing over every once in a while and smiling at Master Scord. Apparently, I'm still in the kitchen. You are still in the kitchen for a reason. Slaving away. Slaving away. Lilith is just studying the scene. That slippery sill has painted. She's kind of muttering to the sea, too. She's kind of just having her own conversation. Lilith, I'd like for you to make a perception check as you're muttering aimlessly. Hmm. 18. Everybody's paying attention to this lashing. Not you. You kind of glanced at it. Now you're back to the sea. And as you're muttering, you hear some other muttering. And it's not yours. And it's uh it's coming from the back of the ship. Now you guys have seen this back of the ship before, uh, at night, not during the day. You do know that there's a porch down there, and this voice seems a little bit too light to be the captain. And you've been in the captain's cabin, and you know that there's a door that leads out there to his personal balcony. Who could be down there? You know. Would you like to take a step over there and see? I would. So you saunter on over there. And I'm assuming you're looking over the rail. Yeah. And you see a, not, I mean, I wouldn't say like a, a child, but definitely a young, young adult. Um, and she's, she's reading a book and she's looking out towards the sea and it looks like she's, she's trying to, learn to read almost like she's pronouncing each word multiple times um not unlike if her tips or bilgemark at this point she's repeating her words and saying it loud trying to you know speak with confidence um she's out there alone and it looks like a really really serene spot a very very stark contrast to the rest of the ship and you know the backdrop of still getting whipped um now she's starting to you know show just a little bit of blood before um Master Scourge stops, but it seems like this little girl is disconnected from the rest of the world. And this is the second time you've seen her. Um, she's, she's not paying attention, but you make note of this. You definitely do. She's got How a nice close am I to her now? If I'm right um, I'd say you're a deck above. So a good 10, 15 feet above her. Yeah. She can't see you. Um, well, she could see you if she looked up. Um, but for now, she's 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 very comfortable just reading. 
And are these, like if I said something to her, would these people be able to hear us? Are they still like occupied with? They are, yeah, the whipping has stopped. They're kind of just kind of talking with each other. Uh, If you were to say something, you would definitely be noticed at this point, during the day at least. Okay. Something to note. Okay. Um, I want to do something. What would you like to do? I'm going to cast prestidigitation. I don't know how to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say it? Oh, prestidigitation. That's a hard word. It is a I'm hard gonna word. I'm going to cast that and I'm going to create a little non-magical trinket. And it's just going to have like my picture on it. And I'm okay. going to like drop it down to her. And you just drop it just like a trinket, like a like a, a necklace. I'm going to say psst. So she like see if I can get her attention. Okay. And then I'm gonna like dangle it above and tell her to like hold out her hand. Like kind of mime to her so I'm not attracting a ton of attention. She looks up and she looks around very quickly. So it's gonna have my picture and then on the back it's gonna say like you have allies or something. Okay. That's cute. Like literally those words you have allies. Yeah. Okay. You have an ally. And I'm gonna so like drop it to her. She looks up. And she looks around to make sure it's almost like instinct, even though that there's you saw that there was no window in the captain's cabin that would have seen her. And the door below or behind her is just cracked just a little bit. Not enough for her to, you know, realistically be afraid of someone seeing her. And she looks up and she keeps her book open, closes it very quickly and then catches it. And she turns it over and she looks like she's trying to study the words. And you kind of get the feeling that maybe she can't read these words just yet but she's holding it and like she's like oh my god you know like this is something valuable and she looks up at you again and she smiles okay but it's gonna disappear eventually because that was a cantrip (laughs) but okay and then i just wink at her so she knows like it's a good thing even if she can't read the words she smiles and she holds it and then she scurries back into the captain's cabin to tell the captain that there's an assailant on board and a traitor to keel haul her uh <laughs> um the you know the rest of the uh the sunsets you know beautiful aretta or not aretta rather sill is let down from the mast you guys untie her and she she makes note of stone staring at her and she didn't enjoy it and i'll tell you master scourge probably didn't enjoy it either but something that everyone would enjoy is dinner and the uh the bell rings again, and Malagor, you and Fishguts both know that means it's time to serve. It's time for dinner as we move towards the night map. The night map. Dreadmaster Malagor, where would you like to serve dinner from? You know, you guys have this little stern castle roost where I figure most of your friends kind of gather, but would you guys like to be somewhere else for a rum ration? Well, all our friends are here. That's true. That's true. Um, I would say fish fish pies for everyone. Fish guts kind of assists you in whatever you're doing. He's kind of letting you lead. You know, he's been drunk for most of the day and most of the night and most of his life, actually. So he's just he's lifting whatever you need him to lift and just kind of following you. Lilith, Sandara, Bilgemark, Stone, Fish Pies, get your Fish Pies. Do you have uh, all of the pies with you? Yes, I have all of the pies. I uh, 
instinctually smell the uh, non-fish pies, uh, given that I lived with cannibals for a significantly long time. Uh, and I say, can I have one of those as well? Oh, Phipps pie. Yes, of course, Bilge Mark. Okay, and I take that one. I do not eat it. I will eat the fish pie, but I hold the other one for now. What are the rest of you guys doing? You're in line for some Phipps... Oh, sorry. Fish pie? I don't know if Bane added something a little extra to the Phipps pies. Hmm. I guess that's under your own peril. Bane would have to figure out for himself. Lilith, are you indulging in the fish pie? Yes, I think I'll take a fish pie, please. Hold the fifth. <laughs> what about you, Stone? Uh, I'm also going to just grab a fish pie. Okay. And no one walk, wants his pie. Walk away. Now, a line forms, Malagor, and you see the faces of your friends, of course, and, you know, they're few and far between. Um, you see that girl that Malagor, or not Malagor, um, Bilgemark was conversing with earlier. She's the first in line. And she comes and she requests, you know, a pie. Fips pie for you too, my dear. She grabs it and she smiles and walks away. Um, You know, there's a huge line of pirates. It's so unfortunate, Nick, that the word fish sounds so like Fips and it's easy to mistake one for the other. It sure is, and you know, of course, especially with the sound of the ocean in the background. Yeah, who would know the difference? You know, and as these officers come up, they're hungry, and you are the, you know, the, the pie maker. And is there anyone that you absolutely give one of these Phipps pies to? Oh, everyone who's not a friend gets a Phipps Uh, pie. Excellent, excellent, excellent. As you guys are sitting and enjoying the meal. You all see your non-friend, Jaundice Jape, lose the coloring in his greenish face as he spits onto the deck of the ship, very clearly a toe with the flesh still intact. He looks terrified. And before he could bring any attention to it, you see Sandara Quinn munching on her fish pie, walk by and kick the toe into the ocean nonchalantly, winking at Malagor. He looks around, Jaundice Jape, and he uh, he looks almost in disbelief. No proof. And he looks down at his pie and kind of slowly sets it back on the deck while the rest of his pirate friends are eating just ravenously, enjoying every bit of this delicious Phipps pie. The rum rations are dished out. I need everyone to either make a stealth or sleight of hand check or a... Uh, 1d3 con check for drinking it. What are you guys doing? I'm going to make a sleight of hand or a stealth check again. Gotcha. Go for it. That's if we don't want to drink it? If you don't want to drink it. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. What do we have to roll, Nick? A not... Oh, Bilgemark, you somehow managed to roll uh, and drink. Uh, you have to roll a sleight of hand check or a stealth check. I rolled a 17 stealth perfect can i hmm so i can drink it and then i do a is it a 1d4 for that 1d3 minus one if i drink it mm-hmm. 
Or I can do a stealth check. Or you can do a stealth check. I will say, um, you know, uh, there are no constitution modifiers or anything with this uh, this role, but it is very in character for me twice in a row to basically be unaffected by this. Unaffected. Bilgemark, for your, the listeners, has rolled a one on the D3 twice in a row, meaning that he is unaffected by the rum ration. Beautiful. And Stone, you easily, very easily, are able to dump it overboard. Um, Lilith, you rolled a five. And as you go to dump that out, Tilly kind of grabs your hand as Master Scourge walks by and she's, no, 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 no. Not like that. Like this. And she pulls it over towards the cannon, kind of just behind her back, pours it. So she she helped you. She helped you this once. Um, and that's because you've made a friend out of her. And the more friends you guys have, the easier it'll be to get away with some things on the ship. But not always. So you got lucky this time, Lilith. I grab her hand and I say thank you. And I copy what she did. Mm-hmm. Good. So you've avoided drinking it. Uh, Malagor, that is a beautiful check. Uh, yeah. High enough. You're 18, 22. but I also roll. I also cast resistance on myself for the safe. Okay. Good, good, good. You are absolutely fine. Each one of you guys have avoided the rum ration. Um, it's nighttime, and you are free to do what you want during this rum ration. I see Bilgemark moving. Bilgemark, yes, are you? Yes, uh, I, I assume we have, like, free reign during this you time. Like, we don't do. have to be at the top. You sure don't. Uh, I go down to where Albert is, and I give him a fifth pie. He moves towards it, and he could smell it. And drops to his knees again, not daring to look you in the eye. Bilgemark, you bless me once again. And he holds his hands out. He's not going to take the fruit from you. He doesn't want to be struck down. But he's waiting for you to place it in his hands. I place it in his hands, and I say, and I wait for the day where you will return the favor. Anything for Bilgemark. The day came, the ships took us. It was not pleasant, Bilgemark. I did not want to be taken from you. Nor should you have been. It was short, the fight. We took the ship, and then the sea took us. How did you end up in such a position? The universe has its own reasons for everyone. And you will see mine eventually. The storm is coming. I can feel it. And he opens his eyes and his pupils are white. Stark white. And he does take the chance to look at you. Now this would be startling for anyone else. But some of the tribe that you interacted with were able to predict the weather patterns. And when they did so, their pupils did turn white. And you could take his words to heart. When he says the storm is coming, there is a storm coming. Bilgemark, it is the storm that will free us. Well, I await that day. I will be here. 
and he eats the pie just ravenously, just stuffs it in his face. Um, very clearly something a cannibal would love. I need you to roll a persuasion check. It's kind of a low DC here. Okay. Well, uh, ten. <laughs> thankfully, a very low DC. Um, Bilchmark has, moved, or not Bilchmark, rather, uh, Owlbear has moved from unfriendly to everyone else uh, to friendly to you and your friends. Luckily, he was part of the tribe. I don't know if anyone else is privy to that knowledge of your backstory, but I'm sure we're going to get to it. Friendly. I'm going to go back upstairs. Okay. Good. 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 Let me. Malagor's talking to Stone and Lilith. Lilith, what do you call a stone in water? What? I have no idea. A pebble. (laughs) (laughs) And she starts laughing hysterically. Pebbles is a cute name for a cat, don't you think? She starts chanting, Pebbles, Pebbles. In my tribe, we uh, are given names based on legend or um, parable. And uh, they say that water shapes the stone into a different form throughout time. So I was given this name to remember that my life is always shaping me. And maybe one day I will become a small pebble, but now I am still just a stone. Why wait for that day? You can be my pebbles now. If you want to call me pebbles, I guess go ahead. Oh, pebbles, you're so cute. Come here. And he reaches I, to scratch pebbles. I am going to walk away. Lilith <laughs> <laughs> gets right up in Malagora's face, like examining, and she just says, You're a bit mad, aren't you? Just like you, I think. Yes, I think we'll get along fantastically. So the night kind of drones on. You know, you guys uh, at the top deck are talking about pebbles and, you know, kind of on the outskirts, you guys see um, Giffer Tibbs kind of not sure where she belongs, but she's kind of over here alone and, you know, trying to figure out which part of the crew she wants to be a part of. Um, Master Scourge is guarding the door, of course. You guys haven't seen the captain today at all. Um, Master Plug has kind of been you know, to himself as well. Um, I need you guys all to make a perception check at this point. Can I also just note that um, during one part of the night, I do my stroll uh, by Sill and Chanda's shape, and and I just go, hmm. Now, this stroll is a little different because there's two less pirates for you to stroll by. And as you go by, Sill kind of instinctively shivers um, and just looks at you as you walk by with your hmm. Now, the rest of you guys are, you know, kind of in your own little world as your second night as a pirate kind of lulls on by. Malagor, you 
amidst this conversation that you're having about naming the cat, notice that the sea is awfully quiet. It's interesting. You've been sailing for a long time, and you know that the calm comes before the storm. Just a something that you might have noticed while looking out. But other than that, unless you guys want to converse amongst yourself, the night goes uneventfully. And you guys all sleep a little bit better tonight. You're safer. Uh, let's actually get to the, the bottom deck for the sleeping here. Uh, have you seen... You guys could choose where you want to sleep. Now that there are less pirates on the deck, let me activate this for you. Nope, nope, that's the day. That's not what I want you guys to see. I want you to see the night. There you go. So you guys are on the bottom deck over here, and you're kind of all in a circle, um, a protective circle. There are less pirates down here, um, and people are kind of avoiding you at this point. So you've got the run of the bottom of the ship. Is there anywhere else you guys would want to sleep, or is this okay with your sleeping arrangements? Where are uh, Sil and John Deschape and everything? They sleep They're somewhere else. Uh, no, they haven't come down yet. They have not come down yet, but they do sleep down here. They usually sleep right uh, towards the other light near the stairs. Let me see if I can. There's really no way for me to ping that I know of, but if you see this small child right here, this is where they yep. sleep. They're just okay. not here yet. That's where I'm sleeping tonight. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the rest of you, where do you guys want to sleep? Are we? Are you guys sleeping in their spots? Yeah. Oh, there goes Malagor. <laughs> okay. Is this a is this a group thing? Right. Uh, I think it would be unwise to sleep solo. Yep. Uh, Sandara and Tilly follow, amused, okay. uh, taking this new sleeping arrangement. Um, and sure enough, those three pirates do make their way down. And when they come back to, you know, where they usually sleep, they're coming down the ladder here. You guys can see them up here. They are visibly annoyed with the fact that their comfortable sleeping spots near the light, near the back of the ship, near the ladder exit, has been taken. But they dare not say anything for fear of either being put in a box or being put in a pie. Um, they move towards the, the cells on the other side, the dark side of the ship. And you guys sleep soundly. Before we go to sleep, I want to tell a joke to Bilgemark. <laughs> Bilgemark, save some rats for me. Next time I'll make some pie rats. <laughs> oh my god. I need you to have a joke ready for every session. From now on. <laughs> oh, I can have several terrible jokes ready every time. This is 1D5. Oh, yeah. I have two kids. I'm on the dad joke game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good one. And the night closes on your second night as pirates. Now, you all sleep soundly, like I promised. Um, and in true D&D &D fashion, one of you guys starts to have a dream. It's you, Lilith. Um, you're dreaming of the ocean, of course. Speaking to it. This time you're in it. You're in a small, small basket. Doesn't make much sense. But before you can even think about it, you're you're pulled awake. 
um, very quickly. Very quickly. And she says, Lilith. Psst. Lilith. You feel a hand over your mouth. And you open your eyes. And sure enough, Tilly is kind of looming over you. Let me find Tilly here. What is your reaction? I don't freak out. I just open my eyes with like an inquisitive look. I need a second set of hands. All the three of you that are asleep, I need you guys all to make perception checks to see if you were woken because you were all sleeping right next to her. Lilith, I'd like for you to also take off that level of exhaustion since you didn't incur one. I did, and I'm at full hit Looks like you all sleep soundly except for one of you, Dreadmaster Malagor. You don't have to open your eyes, but you are very aware that Tilly is waking Lilith up. And you hear, I need a second set of hands. She takes her hand off your mouth. I just immediately get up, ready to follow her. I need you to make a series of stealth checks. And the first one is to get past the sleeping swabs here on the lower deck. Good enough. You rolled a 13. Malagor. I can cast um, resistance after a skill check. What are you... What is the resistance for? Because I rolled a 6 on the stealth check. Ah. And your spell allows you to add... Whatever you need you can to do it check. before or after any skill check. Uh, and the well, actually, it says saving throw. Yeah, oh, yeah that's the skill check. That's the wrong thing. Yeah. So, are you trying to stealth after them? The intent was to follow at a distance. Got it. Your intent, while noted, fails. Lilith, you turn around very quickly. Oh, I can you. use guidance on an ability check. Oh. Okay. What is guidance? It's the same as resistance. It's a 1d4 to a roll. Okay, then we'll add that. Then the DC was 10. Perfect. My passive perception is 11. I just want to point that out. That's for the sneaking. And the 15, or the perception check for the waking was 15. As I pass stone, I'm going to slip a dagger into his pack. It's the dagger that Fitz Chumlet pulled out in our fight. Oh. 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 Ooh. Nice. Nice. All right. We'll talk about that when Stone wakes up. Um, Tilly and Lilith, you make your way to the second deck after successfully sneaking past. Malagor, you too, actually. Um, but if you want to tail them and wait for just a moment, you can, unless you want to make yourself known. I'm going to tail them. Okay. All right. So we're going to put you at the foot of the stairs over here. Now, Lilith and Tilly, you make your way to the middle deck. And you slowly move your way towards Owlbear. I need you to make another stealth check to get past Owlbear. Good. That was stressful. I thought it was going to be a two. This is stressful. Yeah. Okay. So, Owlbear is very very full of Phipps pie. He's a happy cannibal. And while you do make a little bit of noise as you ascend the stairs, not enough to wake him until he takes you to the top deck. 
Malagor, I need you to make the same stealth check to not wake the owl bear. Okay, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is good. Uh, you he rolled a 15, just so. You rolled a 15. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Um, you make your way up there, and, you know, all bears sound asleep. Your cooking is delicious. I need you to make a perception check. Beautiful. Thank you both for rolling those. Uh, we have a 13 from Lilith and an 11 from Malagor. And we'll start with Lilith since you're the one on the deck here. Lilith, the waves are calm. The air is crisp and beautiful out here. It's an eerie type of silence. You haven't been up on deck during the night when everyone was asleep. It's actually kind of nice. She um, feels completely at home and she takes a big deep breath. This is in a very ideal situation for you. Actually, I mean, for anyone, this is, it's a beautiful night and there's, there's not much to it. Now it's kind of interesting because there isn't anyone up here. The wheel of the ship is turning and correcting on its own. Um, it's under some sort of enchantment. And what's even more curious is the little girl breasting the railing to the port side of the stern castle lost in the endless hills of water. She's just kind of looking. But before you can, you know, really think about it all, Tilly pulls you by the sleeve. Lilith, come here. And she pulls a lockpick from her hair. Malagor, do you take this time to come up the stairs? You could see them at the top. Do you want to be seen? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You see this scene perfectly, Malagor, from where you are. Tilly pulling the lockpick from her hair, beckoning Lilith over. I just need you to turn the knob for a second. When you hear the click, I need you to open the door. Okay? Sometimes All right. that door's left open if the quartermaster's had too much to eat or drink. It's true. Thank you for the correction. Lilith, I need you to roll a D100. A 90. Lilith, did you hear me? Yes. Listen for the click. All right, I'm listening. She puts the pick into the doorknob in flashbacks of Jake's magpie, Jake Magpie's body coming up on the other side of the ship kind of just flashed through your mind. Malagor, probably yours too. This is exactly what he was killed for. Stealing. You hear the click. I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Twelve. Nice. DC 10. You hear the click and turn quickly. The door opens and you see for the first time the quartermaster store unmanned let me give you that vision malagor at this point you see the two women make their way into the quartermaster store they can't see you if you get if you decide to get up what would you like to do i'm gonna join them and stand by the door okay 
Do you want to make yourself known or are you just kind of yeah, silently? So I'll make myself known. How do you do that? A third pair of hands. And then Loth. I enter. Loth, you see Malagor. I just Malagor. And then I usher him inside really quickly and shut the door. A party, is it? Okay, well, I need y'all to be silent because this shop shares the wall with the officer's bunk. And she points to the wall, to the starboards, or to the port side, rather, just right next to you. Malagor, the room is really small, so I can't really pull you in there, but we can, let's, let's put you in there and see if we can make you fit. Okay, so we'll put Tilly over here. And we'll put you I right don't in. mind being sandwiched between the two women. You guys are both in there. Door closed, door open. What are you guys doing there? Door closed. I closed it when he came in. There are a large number of chests behind the counter. Is there a, a window on the door, Nick? There is no window on the door. Is there a crack that I could look through or a keyhole? There is a keyhole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll peer through the keyhole. Excellent, excellent. There are a large number of chests behind the counter, like I said, with a large grid of lockers on the right. Yes, yes, come. There's something I need from, well, hmm. And she could kind of see her running her hands along the lockers till she finds what she's looking for. It's a small locker with a red R written on it. This here, this here's the one. Lilith, watch my back. Malagor, make sure no one comes through that door. Can I Tilly. ask what we're looking for? Yes, you may. It's not something that you think would be of much value, but have you uh, you had the pleasure of meeting one Rosie Cuswell? Have I? Can't quite remember. I, I don't think so. She's uh, she's one of the riggers, but she she's short. She's busty and she's she's quite the fiery little girl. She, uh, well, not that you'd know, but when Jake's magpie was still alive, he used to entertain us with a bit of music and magic. And without him, well, it hasn't been the same. Rosie has got quite the finger with a fiddle, if you know what I'm saying. And her fiddle was locked away in this here little locker. And if we can get it, I think we could bring a little bit of joy back to this ship. Now, please. Tilly. Yes, Malagor. Can you find me some poison? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I'm sure if we were to open up most of these lockers, it'd be something here for every one of us. I wouldn't be surprised if something you, you guys may recognize. But I, I can't say that I brought more than one lockpick. I'm I'm here for just one thing, but another night, another lockpick, and I'm sure that we could get whatever you needed. These things go for quite a bit of gold, and I can't assume you guys have any gold on you, but there are many opportunities to earn, but this is just an opportunity to get out of here alive. Is everything locked up? There's everything. like nothing laying around? Nothing at all. Mm -mm. Chests, lockers, these chests are large. Um, you could assume that this is where Sandara got most of your stuff back. And this is a quartermaster shop, so it's open during the day um, for people to buy back their stuff. But why buy when you could steal? Lilith, 
I need your help with this one too. Can you put your hand here? Shoot. Over the R. I need you to depress the door so I can hear the click myself. Alright. She does it. Malagor, are we clear? Yes. Malagor, make a perception check. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, God. For those of us uh, listening at home, which is all of you, uh, Malagor rolled a natural one. Plus seven. Plus seven. True. That's right. Thank you. We. This is a, this is a good time to mention this. We do not do critical successes or critical failures on ability checks. So Malagor did not just get a one. He got an eight because it's plus seven. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Phew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been something to worry about. No. I Tilly had to rolls. jump overboard. Yeah. <laughs> Tilly rolls her sleight of hand. Okay. Well, you guys hear a click. And Tilly bites her lift to muffle disdain. Shit. Okay, I only brought one. We'll try again when I could find another, but we need to get out of here before someone sees us. Is there nothing in there? No, there's something in there, and it also has my lockpick now, and she brings it up to you, and it's broken. She tried to unlock, and her lockpick broke. But there's no use crying over spilt milk, as my mother would say, unless either of you have lockpicking implements she looks at you could i use prestidigitation <laughs> to create a lockpick oh uh i don't, rule, I don't think so. rule lawyer david please i don't think you can okay that's the ruling thank you thank you david. No, we haven't i'm pretty sure it's for a very minor like visual okay you know yeah feature. yeah okay. i figured just thought i'd try mm -hmm. uh okay so, you could try bumping the lock, but that would be loud. You guys could try whatever you want here. Tilly looks very nervous. All right, well, tonight's not our night. Maybe we should go back. That's enough of this night cruise. I don't want it to be our last. We can do this quite often if we don't get caught. I'd like to come back tomorrow night. Are you able to get some more lock? Absolutely. I'm sure I can scrounge up something around this ship the quartermaster is somewhat of a slut i'm sure i can come in here and a little bit lower of a cut and get whatever i need sounds good i'm in need of a something sharp and tiny mm. you find a lot of that around here on this ship <laughs> and she kind of nudges you <gasps> all right malagor are we are we clear yep Malagor says that without any certainty because he rolled so low. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, the three of you guys head back down to the deck. Um, I need uh, Bilchmark and Stone to make one last final perception check as they make their way back to the bottom deck. 18. 18. Bilgemark? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 22. Nice. 
you guys both notice this trio come back. You are fully awake. Now, whether or not you want to let them know that you're awake is another thing, but you see them come back and kind of settle into their sleeping positions. You have an opportunity to question them if you'd like. I don't say anything. Yeah, I don't either. Got it. Okay. As long as they're not people who are trying to kill us, I don't I don't really care. Of course, of course, of course. <clears throat> All right, so Lilith you... looks excitedly at Tilly and Malagor and says, Till tomorrow night and then goes back to sleep. It'll be fun this time and Besmara Willing will have uh, some music to celebrate. All right. The night ends on your second night on the ship. The morning bell rings. You all work. You all eat. You all drink. You all sleep. The bell rings again. You work. You eat. You drink. And you sleep. These days go by. Some of you guys get whipped for bad work. Nothing too crazy. You intimidate some pirates and you make a few more friends. And I'd like each of you to choose a pirate from the list to attempt to influence. So go ahead. Go through that list. Just pick one. Uh, is that what you said? Sorry. You just, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Just so pick one. I know visually which one. I don't know his name because I don't know how to find that out. But this guy. Shiv- the guy that looks Sh- like a shaman. Sh- Shivika. Shivika? S-H-I-V-I-K-A-H. That's the the shaman. Oh, I see him. I see him. Yes. That's okay. That I choose. Okay, perfect. I need you to roll a persuasion. Wait, is this all of us? Did everybody pick that? Yeah, no, no. So you guys have to pick yours and then roll the persuasion checks to see if we can make things happen here. Oh. Can I choose Master Plug? Uh, You could choose whoever you want. Okay. I'm going to choose him. I rolled a nine. Oof. I rolled a ten. Oh. Malagor. Who'd you choose? Who'd you choose, Malagor? Can I choose one of the officers? Look, guys, you could choose whoever you want. Is there a DC for the officers? Oh, yeah. There is a harsh DC. For these officers i'm telling you guys harsh 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 so first let's go down the line here um it looks like bilgemark you rolled a nine is yeah, that actually shivika is not interested in what <laughs> i talked to him about, i guess <laughs> not at all not at all uh stone who are you choosing uh barefoot uh yeah mm-mm, mm-mm. uh malagor however who were you choosing to influence? I forget. Was it Jaundice Jape or Slippery Sill who almost ate the toe? It was Jaundice Jape. Yeah. And then yeah. Jaundice Jape. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. He was hostile. Um, one of the pirates that really hated you. And you did talk to him during these few days and, you know, it took you a while to kind of get to him and you kind of warned him. Maybe you gave him a little more, um, you know, of a heartier ration when it came for dinner time. Well, friendly is not quite the disposition Malagor is looking for. What are you looking for? Subservience. Would you rather roll an intimidate check? 
No, because I'm happy with my persuasion. Oh, okay. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, I will say that you have moved his attitude from hostile to unfriendly. And that does carry a lot of weight. He will not take any risks to hurt you anymore. He just wishes you ill. And to go from unfriendly to indifferent is not that difficult. Not that difficult. So you have, you didn't make a friend here, but you erased an enemy, I will say. Um, he's moving towards kind of on the board. Yeah, you we are... might just kill him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me change his attitude. And So just for... question for on the mechanics of the system. Yes. You can only move somebody one level with one check. Correct. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Wait, wait, let me back up. If someone's hostile with you and you roll a 50, they go from hostile to helpful immediately. I'll tell you that. Is that fair? I'll just get my 1d50 and <laughs> start rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very almost impossible check unless the circumstances are in insane insane circumstances diplomacy um but for your check you you were successful in making someone hostile unfriendly and that check i guess i'll i'll tell you that as well was 20 to get them from hostile to unfriendly lilith you're trying to persuade one of the officers master plug i'm assuming yep you failed you got very close but just not enough as these days go by um, Should have used this one. Yeah, roll it, it. Roll it. See what happens. Roll it. See what happens in your tower. Watch a natural twenty. No, that was a four. Okay, so that I'm one a plus six, good. but okay, that was good. That was good. Um, so you guys make it through. You know, a few more days. The days go by. You, you sleep. You eat. You work. You you know all of these things over and over and over. Um, and the morning of day seven comes, and the bell rings. And you guys have leveled to level two. And that's where we will end the session tonight. We have an email address. You can just email us at the1d5pod at gmail.com. That's the, the number one, the letter D, the number five, pod at gmail.com. See you later. <laughs>